welcome to the EFTM uh, Formula One podcast. Trevor Long, Harry Tucker, Connor McNally with you straight after every single Formula One race of 2020. And it is so far from the end of the race that we are just witnessing the podium. And, geez, they've gone all out with the podium this week, Harry. That looks- Fucking wow! That Look at the LCD sick. screens, and that looks so clear. They've done a good job. Oh, the know? big faces at the back there, the full. It's it's, it's just oh, so, and it's all building up to Hamilton coming not only onto the podium, but then declaring him in this in this place, uh, the world champion Connor. It's pretty impressive, and I think this is the good thing that they're doing now because this is the stuff that will get photos in the papers and stuff. That needs to it needs to look big and slick and exciting. Absolutely, and look, it's a big occasion. What well, can you say? Lewis Hamilton, seven-time world champion. And he did it the hard way tonight. It was a very hard way to get to that win. And in a race that we thought that Racing Point would dominate and benefit, but they kind of tripped themselves over in the end. I um, I don't know where to start, mainly because I didn't take any notes. Normally I'd write just a little <laughs> note every couple of laps. I didn't take any notes. Um, we I started the weekend on Friday with cars Tokyo drifting all over the place because it's a brand new surface which was stupidly laid 10 days before the, the race, uh, which made it basically just a skid pan. Um, drivers complaining, talk of higher cars going out the track to lay rubber. Um, we had a qualifying session that was interrupted by a red flag, um, which ended up with Lance Stroll on the podium. And look, spoiler alert, but obviously listening to a Formula 1 podcast, you, you're going to get spoilers. Um Lance Stroll led that race from start to pit stop um, (laughs) and then just went backwards. Lewis Hamilton pitted once but drove three sets of tyres. The wets, the inters, and the slicks that the inters became. They were proper slicks at the end. You saw the footage right as he he came in after the race, and they were gone. They were dead set just slicks. Uh, I, I, I am speechless because I genuinely can't explain to you how Lewis Hamilton won that race. He was, you know, far back on the grid. He did nothing exceptional on lap one. Uh, you know, Seb Vettel, a couple other people did some pretty cool stuff to make up many places on lap one. That's not Lewis. Lewis played a pretty straight game, didn't look like he had much pace. Like, there's nothing exceptional in what he did until the fact that he just was in the right place at the right time, um, kind of nearing the end where Lance decided, no, I'm going to come in, which opened up, first place, pushed everyone forward, and he chose, what rightly, to stay out on a very, very old tyre, which gave him grip at a time where the track was offering it. I mean, it's just, it's masterful. He won by bloody 30 seconds as well. It wasn't even like he was hanging on by the tooth of the tyre right at the end. He was 30 seconds ahead of Perez. They wanted to pit him just to be safe yeah. in case yeah. some rain came. And by the way, Formula One needs better meteorology. Okay. Are, we, are we using Crofty as our meteorologist, though? Just oh, the, the teams were saying oh, yeah, it. They yeah, said yeah. it's a signs. They said it's a Vettel. There's going to be strong uh, rain in the last lap. That didn't happen. Honestly, uh, it just makes no sense what, what they're doing in terms of planning for, for rain here. But can we just spare a moment and have a minute silence? Not really. Um, for Lance Stroll, who's, oh, oh. who's... Someone's got to keep an eye on him for the next couple of weeks, I think. Mate, he will be very close to self-harm. Because that seriously, was... he was leading the race... Now, let's be clear. He wouldn't have won the race. Be very clear. He would not have won the race. Lewis might have passed him, whatever. But um, Sergio Perez was three seconds behind Lance Stroll when they opted to pit Lance Stroll for a fresh set of inters. Which, Sergio fair, Perez, it looked like the right strategy at the time. Spot on. We were watching Max Verstappen and others do 
solid lap times and make up ground, which, and, and for the, I, I don't think there's anyone uninitiated listening to this, but people that follow the follow the sport closely, you know, it's all about the pit window gap, right? That yeah. We were told it was 20 second window, 20 seconds was the gap um, you needed to, to have a safe stop. So it was that 20 seconds, Lance was, was on the edge of losing that buffer to the, to fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. So he had to stop for fear of them gaining too much ground. But in the end, Perez stayed out and stayed like really close to a p- potentially two Ferraris passing him, but certainly was never out of risk of losing fourth, fifth place. At, at the worst. At uh, the what worst, would have been yeah. Hamilton, Leclerc, Vettel. Vettel, uh, fourth place. So fourth yeah. was the worst he would do in, in, a, in a circumstance. As soon as... L- um, Stroll went on to that second scent of Inters, he started, he started to grind. It was the wrong decision in the end, and he just started to fall back quite rapidly. And to, fin- to see him finish ninth when he really should have been on the podium tonight after a stellar qualifying performance, yeah, you're right. You, you have to t- keep an eye on him over the next couple of weeks or so to see if he's going to self-harm or not. Remember when... Are we, can we skip towards the end for some stuff? Mate, we've or skipped like, everything. I, mean, I, 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 don't know. I don't have a list. I'm well, screwed. I know when I interject towards... I'm like, this happened at this point. You always pull me back. Yeah, so I'm I just out. Need to so I've got check. nothing. But when signs came... When signs went past him into the... Ra- no, not signs. Um, Lando went past him. He's doing the big yeehaw. Yeah. yeah. But you, you would have been thinking, this fucking dickhead is like... <laughs> Just he should work. What is he can, doing here? I know. Can we talk about Sebastian Vettel tonight? Can we actually talk about the fact that he fucking made it on the podium after such a shit year? I mean, I I am most filthy at the Formula One management. So their broadcast team has still not shown a replay. I bet you that it's at the Skypad. I bet Ant, whoever, whoever's at the Skypad, it could be Karun. Will will end up. Mark Webber is doing a, a, a an interview on the podium, which is very rare these days uh, with Lewis Hamilton. So that's that's fascinating. That's Congratulations, Lewis Hamilton. I oh, know it's just it's it's kind of weird to see, and Lewis is having to adjust his own microphone. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, I forget what I was talking about. Uh, You're talking about Vettel. Vettel. Um, you know, like he came from nowhere. Um, he oh, sorry, the first lap. Like we haven't seen. I'm telling you, he got third place. He got this podium on the first lap. Because he, yeah. he made up so much ground on the first lap much. that he put himself in that place, right? Yes. And he was very lucky um, in the in the last like three corners, the, the little tight bit at the end of the track. Um, Sergio was under attack from Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc went wide. Um, Sergio was able to continue in second. Vettel was able to pass. Charles Leclerc, so Vettel was able to take that podium essentially from his teammate, and like that's you got to give great respect there. I haven't seen who got driver of the day, but I, I suspect people will go with Hamilton just because he won. But like it's actually a tight decision. You mm-hmm. know, Leclerc um, did really good all race up until the second Some, last corner of the race, and you know the driver of the day thing closes at the end of the race, so that that could well not count against yeah. his vote. Right, Vettel did very well. Hamilton obviously won the race, but. Man, I just we were talking early in the race about how this was it was good to not see Mercedes leading and to be thinking about different effects like uh, what's going to happen if you know Max gets up to the mm. racing point and there's a bit of action on the track and those kind of things but in the end it's actually you know even though he won by 30 seconds I don't think anyone can take away how how spectacular that was. Well, I can tell you who the driver of the day was. It definitely wasn't Hamilton. It was Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. Okay. So, so he got the vote. Yeah, he, he got, got the yeah. vote. Yeah. I think that's right. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard to take the the race away from Lewis. And I think 
the commentators were going on about this being in a top ten race of his. Look, I'm not sure in retrospect when you know we look back, even in two months at the totality of his wins that this is in the top ten. But it will be because it's the seventh championship, yeah, and because it was unpredicted on the day. There's no way, like I don't know what he was paying, but I didn't even put money on Lewis to win. No, no, it was Max was Max was at the top. Max was at like three, four, three fifty yeah, or was, something. He's well at the top. Um, Connor, how'd you go on Sportsbet? You opened a Sportsbet <laughs> account for this. Yeah, we, uh, for we this finally race. convinced uh, Connor to, yeah. to do some gambling, gamble responsibly. Yeah, gamble. you got approval um, from the girlfriend to put ten dollars in the account. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is that how much you put in? Uh, no, I put twenty on. Wow. And uh, no, no good tonight. So. Did you spend the whole twenty? No, I got about six dollars to spare. So okay, wow. I went in, in increments. <laughs> small increments. Just being responsible. I'll just say you know I'm I'm back at scratch. So I'm unless a, <laughs> unless a couple of really good options in state of origin come up this week, I'm uh, I'm I'm either over or you, you it's going to require a small investment again. You, you might be singing for your supper if you're not careful. Also, by the way, if the election comes Trump's way in the next month, then that'll obviously go really really well for me. But oh, I, be, I just do don't well see me, that happening because they've already paid out my Biden, and then I. Did Oh, no, you had ways. a bit of a hedge, yeah, good. And so, if it comes out the other <laughs> way, I'm, I've come out on top very well. Can we talk about quickly? This turned into a gambling podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we spent about a quarter of the podcast. Well, we are things. hoping to have Sportsbet on board for the show next year. So, <laughs> <laughs> what about Ko? Can we get Ko on? Everyone's on board next year. Yeah. Come on, this is going to be huge. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about the championship. Constructors, more importantly, forget about the drivers. Mind you, I want to talk about fourth in the championship. Actually, make it, yeah, fourth in the championship at the moment. Equal fourth, Sergio and Charles. Actually, no, I actually put Charles as uh, finishing third. He would have got to 100. Uh, but he's now fourth in the champion, fifth in the championship. So Perez is now on 100. Leclerc's, I think, on about 98 or something. Ricardo's 96. So Dan had a pretty Still tight. Race. How many races Any- to go? Three to go. but in the Three cons- to go. Bahrain, Bahrain, Abu Dhabi. Yeah, uh, yep, correct. Right, yep. So the Constructors' Championship, racing point now, 156. McLaren, 149. Renault, 136. Now, that's not a good look for Renault because they've gone backwards there. But, the, you know, it's, it was a tough weekend. But it's a bigger drama for racing point who could have done better. Yes, absolutely. You know that? I mean, Lance will be smashing things in the motorhome right now. Like, he'll be looking at that going, so you're telling me if you're telling me Sergio stayed out and came second. Is that what you're telling me? Like, he... He has every right to be yeah. filthy, but again, as you said, Harry, but it was the we just saw three drivers before him, like in one or two laps before he did his tyres, go out in new inters and were three seconds faster. Well, Charles was the first one to blink, yeah, and he was well down. And the that's field. Uh, clearly did he, Charles. If he didn't make a mistake on that last, second last corner, he'd be on the podium. So the, the the strategy from Racing Point's perspective was not wrong. No, at that point in time. But how often do drivers see it that way? No, no in, of course in not. The, in the benefit of looking back on the race. So I think that's the problem is you need, as a team principal, you need to say, listen, Lance, I want you to shower up. I want you to do your press interviews, but I need you to do it with the thought that you haven't watched the race back. Mm. You haven't seen the race through our eyes. And everyone watching, unless you – tell you, I'll tell you the problem with this sport is we're super loyal. Like, I put money on Daniel every race. Yeah even though he's starting wherever. Yeah. Um, if that had happened to Daniel, we would be blowing up a treat right now. So every yeah. Canadian is thinking, they screwed him, you know. That's what they're thinking because we're stupidly country loyal, right? So take that out of your your, your, your thought process and say, right, we, we need you to watch the race through the eyes of the team strategist. And in every case, it makes sense. And I think it's a fun way. I don't, we, don't, we don't talk about it a lot, but Harry and I watch the race with the live timing from the app. It is... 
as long as you pause it to be in sync with mm. whatever your coverage you're watching. It's a fundamentally brilliant way to watch it because you can be ahead of the commentators in many cases because they're looking at everything. Um, and you can see those purple sectors appear. You can see those undercuts and overcuts happening, and it's it's fun. It's really fascinating to watch that play out. And we ha- this has just come up on screen, so I have to mention it. At the end of the race, while Lewis is still on his cool-down lap, they went to the onboard shop of the driver, so the, the little one in front of the steering wheel looking back, and in his visor was playing like vision of his childhood in carts, his dad and some of his early career wins. They've showed it again, but fuck, that was well done. Like, oh, I've seen so a lot beautiful. of cool television stuff, and you so work cool. in TV production, yeah. Connor, but that was done in real time. That was showing a live feed and overlay. Now, it's actually quite easy. It's a chroma key, and they've picked the color of the visor is this, this kind of um, uh, shiny, kind of silvery gold. But yeah. just the idea to do it, this yeah, is it what I'm loving beautiful. about Formula One now, and it makes me feel good about the next couple of years. And not only that, the vision that we saw on the, those LED monitors on the podium. Yeah. We need more of that in well, every race. I don't know if you heard the – I didn't listen to the whole podcast, but Daniel did a podcast with a, a comedian actor dude in the U.S. this week. Um, I couldn't tell his name. I just recognise his face. Um, oh, actually, look it up for you. Armchair, not armchair experts, Dax something. Anyway, um, it's got a lot of traction. A lot of people sent it to me. I'm like, yeah, I come across it. Um, <laughs> but this guy, <laughs> mega fan. Like, he just he should become a mega it's fan. The, but it's, it's, the arm, it's the armchair expert. Yeah, armchair expert, that's it. Drive to survive was the key. Yeah. To both the armchair expert, this bloke, and the, the woman that was the co-host. They both talked about how they'd watched that and gone, oh, this is awesome. And it just proves how marketing, yeah. and that's why those little things, that, that camera that visor, angle, yes. that visor thing, the LED screens, those things are critical to making this sport interesting. And well, did you know we had we had a listener, Idiot Cam, Idiot Cam, yeah. message in and say that he thought that was dumb? What, what was dumb? What, what the, the visor? visor. Yeah. yeah. Listen, Cam, you're a fucking idiot. That's the dumbest thing you've done since offer people recently a job. I mean, <laughs> you know. That's it. Looks so good. How could you call that dumb? I don't know. He's, he's ma- he's ma- his first complaint was that it was footage we'd already seen. But then I'm like, we're not even talking about that. We're talking about the the implement of the technology. You just wouldn't bat. And anyway, who and who cares? I mean, I mean, I think it's just fantastic television and great initiative by Formula One management to do that because you need to bring in. New fans like that, you know, and listening to Lewis's radio after the race, you know, he says, you know, anything is possible. You know, he, he's been chanting that mantra for quite a while. Look, it's not a bad thing. I think no. it's great. But oh, you know, i tell you what, I, I'm never a big fan of when Lewis says, you know, kids chase your dreams because it's like, mate, just a little bit of false hope for a lot of kids, and I've said that before. But he did a better v- version of that there where he said, chase your dreams, you've got to work hard and fight for it. Because that's the yes. critical kind of postscript to that is, just chasing, like, so my daughter wants to be an astronaut, right? It's fucking great. But at some point in the next couple of years, she's going to have to start researching what that really means because I'm tipping it's going to mean high grades, big study, a lot of knowledge. You know, that's in year four, you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. But seriously, that's if that's your dream, we're going to have to talk about what that means to chase it. Whereas, you know, Lewis has always said, chase your dreams. It's like, oh, hang on a minute. Whoa. Like it's much, like, it's much like when Peter Brock always used to sign his posters or whatever with "Follow Your Dreams," you know. And it's all well and good, but you need to work hard to get to those yeah. dreams, like you say. Oh, I, I think that's a critical thing. I'll just run through some of the results because I think we kind of glossed over it because we've been just pumping through the oh. what the fuck <laughs> scissors paper rock. Hard to see, has to do, Valtteri, see Val- to do the media spot. Valtteri and Daniel. I'm so oh. disappointed for Dan tonight because he had such a good start in the race. So we'll talk about Dan briefly because Dan had a really good start. 
For some reason, Red Bull had a terrible start with their wheel spin, but da- the Renaults just got a very, very good start until they got to the first corner, and Hamilton just yeah. bumped into ha- into Ricardo, and then it ricocheted into yeah uh, Ocon. Ocon. He pushed Ocon off. So yeah. Hamilton wins from Perez, Vettel, Leclerc, Sainz, Verstappen, Albon, Norris, Stroll, and Ricardo does get a, a championship point. Verstappen's the interesting one there because he'll be filthy because he pitted so many times. It felt like that he never really found that groove, and he and spun a couple of times. Yeah, and yeah, and he'd I also think he spun three times. He'd also watch the race back and go, "How the fuck did Perez get to the end? Yeah. How did?" I think they're all sitting there going, "But, but what strategy? Like, did they pit? Was there? A, did he? Did Hamilton pit under virtual? Like, there was no overarching strategy move from Mercedes." That won the race, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it wasn't like we can point to a thing. He was just there and he ended up there and he stayed there. Like passing Perez looked like it was difficult, but once he got past, he flew away. Yeah. Flew away from him. Now, we have to talk about Albon. because uh, he finished seventh. Which you would argue was respectable because his teammate finished sixth, but his teammate had a couple of spins and pitted. But so did Albon. But and to be yeah. fair, he's when he spun, his tyres were absolutely cooked. Doesn't matter though. Yeah, I know. He was, he and he was, but, but yeah, but the thing was, and his Alex, replacement finished second. So. Yes, yeah. exactly. Albon had the perfect opportunity to win this race tonight, and as soon as he spun at turn four, that was it. Game over. Your helmet, Marco, watching that race, you're like, okay, Sergio. Yeah, Sergio. Aren't you? Sergio. Two or years. Hulk. Do or a two-year deal. Well, they were talking about Hulk a few races ago. Yeah, I know, but I just think now that Sergio is on the market, I, I, I like Hulk, but I think Sergio is more likely to be a contender alongside Max every day of the week. So Tonight's race definitely was the big push for a job for, yeah. for Sergio. And, had a question. and for them as well, their thing is we want someone, so when Max fucks up, which he will, and he had, he does. Like today, we want someone who's going to be on the podium still. That should have been a podium for Albon. Yeah, Albon didn't make enough mistakes to cost him that place generally, but he did in the end. He pushed too too many. Whereas when Max has an off day, like you say, you want that podium, you want those team points, because whether it's next year or the year after, they're going to be under more attack for those team points. So I'd put Sergio in for two years, so you'd have him in the first year of the new cars as well, mm. um, and then. You've got your you know, Pierre plus someone else. You see how that's going. Pierre's either in or out in a couple of years. So and you've forget, got that proper progression. Let's not progression. forget you got Yuki Sonoda, who's trying to make his way into the grid. He'll be gone. Yeah. He's only there for one year, so they can do the Honda deal to get the engines. Um, I, I just find the Albon thing fascinating. And I, I think yeah, Red Bull and Christian Helmet were so quick to push Pere- uh, push Gasly away last year. It's almost sad that yeah. they're tagging Albon. Look, if Albon's in the seat next year, full credit to them for giving him the drive and respecting him for that. Yeah. But anyone who thinks that Albon, like, what is there? If there was a market on that, I would definitely be on it. But they're 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 stringing him along. That's what's happening. They're stringing him along, and I think that's really really sad. Yeah. Well, it, it is very sad right now because. Yeah, I just I just look at Gasly. Gasly wasn't really setting the world on fire tonight, and you've got to feel sad for Gasly because. Let's face it, he's been doing very good things in a car that technically should be the second-string Red Bull team car, and yet he's, at the best of times, been able to beat uh, yeah. Albon. It's just madness. Well, there's Tories. Both of them, all weekend, looked very average. Yeah. The, the only good thing they did was be at the back of the grid, 
spinning those wheels, warming the tyres yeah. as the red lights came on, so that he Gasly made up good ground yeah. in the um, in the early part of that that race. But you know, it's pretty disappointing overall. It's a weird. I still feel really weird about the race. It was a weird I, race. I don't we're feel like I can talk about the arc that was the race. The other thing we haven't spoken about is the the fact that there was no safety car. Yeah, which no. was also good odds at sports bet by yeah. the way, like yeah. over two dollars, nearly three. And only two retirements. It was just none of which I bet on because we were. Everyone's like opening lap. There's going to be a safety car. Like it's going to rain. Well, another safety during car. During your last minute dash here, you missed Giovinazzi. Put it in the wall during the formation <laughs> lap to the grid. Same you know, for George was, Russell. It so. was it was epic, but it really felt like. And I, so I guess what disappointed me about this race was, and again that whole brutal thing that where we wish upon a on the drivers an accident. But, <laughs> Um, this was a wet track. Qualifying was crazy. Underneath the water, it's slippery. You've got crazy grid formation in terms of the, the spread of drivers. It should have been a hectic first corner. Now, sure, Daniel was bumped slightly into Ocon, who spun, but a little spin was nothing. It should have been someone locking up and into yeah. Like, it was very disappointing action. Yeah. Weird. I think it was also, you know, we briefly touched on this during the race, was... The runoffs are massive on this track. Yeah. So there was so many other... A lot other of spins didn't it, end up in the yeah. gravel. So a lot of those spins, if it was on any other track, they probably would have been a safety car. But because the runoffs were just so huge, they just they were able to, to get back on. What about, yeah. the, what about mid-race when Verstappen was trying to pass Perez? It's raining now. It's starting to rain now as we're watching Fox Sports. But yeah, that, that move that Verstappen was trying to do on Perez during the race, that was like... I know what he was trying to do. If he had just had a little bit more patience and tried to pass him at the next corner, not mid-corner, it could have paid off for him. Again, Max isn't one for patience, is he? No, he's terrible with patience. Now, before I want to talk about 2021 calendar, but um, before that, so let's talk about the next couple of races. Bahrain, there's two races but different tracks. There's two races. the outer circuit and the inner circuit. So the first one looks like an oval with some bumps in it. I uh, know, no. Well... The second one. The, f- the second one. The first one's the traditional standard, bar- standard circuit. Ten past one on no, Monday morning, the 30th of November. By the way, what, how good is this? What time is it? It's not even midnight yet. I know. It's at 25 oh, to 12. It's crazy. I don't even have to go to bed straight away when I get home. <laughs> you probably should. Rest I will, up. but yeah. like I don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 25 to 12. So it's, um, yeah, on November 30, 10 past 1, Monday morning. And then it is uh, 10 past 4, 7th of December on the outer circuit. Looks like a, a NASCAR hang on, 10 ring. past 4, what? 10 past 4. In the morning? Oh, yep. On the 7th of December. I'm away sun. that one. That's yeah, good. that's right. You are away for that. A one stopper. What do I Where are you going? I'm going up the coast. He's going up the coast. He's going up yeah, the coast. coast. What do you fucking do? Uh, and then the final one will be at Abu Dhabi, which I think is... Jesus. <laughs> that escalated quickly. Remind <laughs> 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 well, me not to ever take a holiday yeah, again. So <laughs> take no, a holiday from an unpaid podcast. It's yeah. fucking uh, <laughs> unbelievable. <where's your laughs> How dare we? Where's your dedication? Um, uh, yeah, I think the... Bar- I'm, I'm, I'm just a bit nervous about that outer circuit track. I just Like, how's it going to... I don't know. Is it going to be only for the power-intensive cars... Is that going to favour the two, the Mercedes, the two Mercedes teams, pink and black? You know, yeah. I don't know. I don't have high hopes for it. Yeah, no. But I'm hoping the fact that I've said that now means that it's going to spike. You missed me. one of the best rates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. We'll dial you in. Yeah. Oh, you don't let us dial in. I think you might need to for this one. <laughs> I'll make that decision on the day. <laughs> Depends how I'm feeling about Connor's performance. Okay. Oh, come on. <laughs> so 2021, a 2021 calendar was announced Australia's at the start of it. I don't even know that'll happen. I don't know either. I don't so know how much. What do we What do we think that uh, missing one's going to be? Well, 
Vietnam got taken off because of uh, alleged corrupt um, oh, activity. Really? Yeah, that's the reason why oh, Vietnam was What, they, they suddenly care about money issues and corruption in Formula One? It's a shit good-looking track, though. I loved it. I thought it was a good-looking track. But that was the reason. Alleged corrupt activities by the Vietnam government. Nothing to do with the... the Who cares if the government's corrupt? As long other, as the organisers aren't corrupt. How many fine. other blind eyes are they turning like to go, this is the one we're going to... We're gonna step on. Yeah. It reminds me of like American sports with like steroids and stuff. They always like they'll they'll test some like low rank guy to go to go, yeah, we've been testing them and we found some positive guys, so the superstars never get tested yeah. or never get caught, even though they're evidently on steroids. And this is the equivalent of corruption <laughs> over that, yeah. We'll just pin this one these guys. Yeah, we'll pin it on Vietnam because we're not really going to make much money out of that yeah, race, yeah. are we? Let's, what, let's not pretend any other What's the commercial uh, likelihood of making big bucks out of the Vietnamese population? Yeah. Pretty low, right? Yeah. Let's let's focus on America. Like an American second American race would be good. Well, Where would Miami. they do it at? Well, they we're looking at Miami. In but Australia oh, called that officially off the yeah. for next year anyway. Australia yeah. is currently still requiring a two week quarantine. Um, March is only four months away. Yeah. Okay. I uh, I remember back in the early days of the pandemic, which feels like three years ago, but it was just six months ago. It was like, oh, in a few months we'll be flying in. A few months, no, nah, this shit's going on for some time. If there's any form of quarantine, it just won't work for Formula One. I don't know if we talk. I think we feel like we talked about this last week, but like the the teams bring in stuff with one day to spare. Yeah. They fly shit in. Like I just don't know how they'll because they don't fly it in on freight. They they fly it in with people. Like they go, a guy brings a excess baggage and it's yeah, a fucking yeah. front wing. Um, I just don't know how they pull that off now. Bubble style, um, you know, uh, it's a fucking lot of people to fit in a couple of hotels in Melbourne and have them stay there for two weeks when the drivers need to be out and about training and getting shit ready. Absolutely. I, I just, and, I, I yeah. just, I'm not booking anything for Melbourne yet. That's all I'm saying. And, and, the, and the fact that we, you know, we as in Australia are doing so well, I feel like that's more of an incentive for the government to not to try and turn us into a political podcast but not to to be you know let's just keep it closed for as long as it makes sense because oh, why risk it oh, I'm 100% supportive of that because my again let's get political but my belief is that once we can fully open the country all borders Australia can do okay there's a lot of industries that ones that rely on international tourism because mm. they spend more that won't but Aussies um, investing in Aussie tourism. So by you going away or by me going away, by us going away, that's investing in tourism, which is good. But international tourists spend more money per day. Yeah. So that's that's negative. But you'd be happy to cop that for another six months or so because, you know what, that's just where we're at now. And Europe is the epicentre of this fucking thing outside yeah. of America. And and Europe is probably the worst place you want to be right now because that is a complete hotspot when it comes to uh, COVID infections. So, right uh, yeah, I just... Man, I'm, I'm sure they'll be working hard on a plan. What they need to do is get Peter Volandis involved at the Australian Grand Prix Corp and just work out how to, how he could negotiate it because he did such a good job with he did a fantastic getting job. the NRL going. But again, and again, this is completely off Formula 1, but I was thinking about it tonight because I stumbled across some live music on just on Tidal I've been watching a bit. And it's just so, like, it got this full vibe for, like, I don't go to a lot of concerts, but it's such an epic thing to watch. Mm. We're fucking, we're letting potentially a full stadium into Suncorp for the state of origin, but you're not allowed to have a fucking concert yet. Like the whole, there's a lot of machinations that need to happen, and I think there's going to get to this point where things will seem unfair, and I think Aussies will turn on yeah. governments for for making things unfair. Like, why do you let 300 people from Formula One come in? You won't let us do this or that. So mm. I'm just not sure we will be the first Grand Prix of the year. I wouldn't put money on that right now. Again, it's all subject to change. So yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it was bold for them to come out with a calendar, 
Um, it's a 23 race calendar, is that right? 23 yep. race season. That's yep. the biggest ever. Yep. Basically, um, it's ha- half a year, quite literally. Well, they're, they're just trying to make up some lost money from this year, I assume. Well, they have to. Mm. Yeah. I mean... It's basically the same calendar as what was going to happen this year before the whole Which shit, is a bit disappointing, to be honest. Yeah. You're given, and you mentioned this in our Twitter thread, it's like, hang on, there's some good races this year, different tracks, why have we abandoned them? Because they commercially just they don't have the cash. Yeah. They're not... They're not getting involved like these, you know, promoters. Because you've got to remember, this is a business. The Australian Grand Prix Corp is a business. They're promoters. They get sponsors. They sell corporate. And they go, we can make this work if we... I would love to see the books. Like, it's one yeah, of those yeah, great yeah. things. Now, how does it work? Um, I, the, the closest I get is, uh, you know, in the late 90s, we did a Speedway tour of Australia. And I, I was... In the second year, I got involved in it. It's like, oh, I didn't realise the promoters just pay us like 20 grand and we bring the event to them and the, that's just how it works. And it's their problem if they make the money back or not. Yeah, yeah. It's essentially the same deal here, I assume. You know, you pay a few million and or tens of millions, whatever it is, and you've got to put the... You've got to build the track at Albert Park. You've got to do all those things. So... If they can't have a full crowd, can they commercially make it work as well? And if they can't, who backs it? Yeah. Is the Victorian government willing to risk putting more money behind the Australian Grand Prix Corp to run a lost leader in in this climate? I don't know. But what, yeah, what's in it for the Vic, Vic government to do that? Because it's not – for their thing is obviously for tourism dollars is why they, they put If the they're money not, not the open, yeah. why do you need to advertise it's, the big Melbourne sign, exactly, right? It's yeah. going to be very interesting too where, where the Victorian government will stand – in their support of the Grand Prix, I don't, we don't know how much longer the, the current deal has with Formula One management at this point. We yeah, well, I don't think they're go- like South Australia's copying a big time for their uh, five hundred decision, yeah. um, but not enough, I think, to overturn it. But you know, I just, I just wouldn't be booking f- uh, flights right now for no, the Australian Grand Prix. Absolutely not. Yeah, to be honest, I'll tell you the ones that that look exciting in terms of. You know, for us here to potentially go and see in person is yeah. the back-to-back in Singapore and Suzuka. Mm. Uh-huh. You go to... Because both Japan and Singapore look pretty good. Yep. And that's in oct- early October, so things are Far be enough away where we should... Yeah. Especially there's already talk of a Japan travel bubble. Yeah, so if you're... That'd be a good trip. Back-to-back. What about you? Organising a junket? Yeah. <laughs> Back-to-backs. <laughs> All right. Well, you, you know how to pull a few sponsors together for yeah, a junket. come on. Oh, that, mate, it's not the sponsors' issue. It's getting my, my... Back-to-back, my wife would be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Look, it's only really like eight days away. Oh, my, my, yeah, sweet yeah. Oh, you do the you go to Europe and then Apple yeah, but in America. Mate, that's the world is the climate has changed. Yeah. I, I do school pickup three days a week now. <laughs> so imp- implementing a back to back like used to happen back in the pre COVID days. It could be an October school, or is that worse for you? That would be worse. Yeah. Yeah. So, but with enough warning, anything can be done. <laughs> But well, you know, a lot of I, lot of things need to happen. If I was to go to Singapore and Japan, I think my girlfriend would say, right, "Can I can I come along? I want to go to the to see the cherry." Just say no. The sponsorship doesn't cover that. <laughs> yeah. so. Sorry, Katrina. And then she saw the paper herself. She said, "No, just generally, <laughs> just say Trev said no." Yeah. Trev okay. <laughs> um, I'm I'm worried enough about travelling with you, blokes. So, oh. yeah. Okay, no. Oh, let's thank let's you not much. let's not bring baggage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, I'm going to rate that Grand Prix in in the top five for the year, even though I can't tell you it was what just happened. So weird. It's just a weird feeling. Like that first ten laps was exciting. I don't know what I watched. I don't think it was exciting after that, other than yeah. the fact that, to his credit, Lewis Hamilton was able to bring those tyres home smartly from the team. We didn't mention they pitted Bottas after he had the same length tyres, and they were able to look at the tyres and go, you know what, these things, despite the fact that they're bald. Have have rubber there, so they're not going to explode. They literally said to him, "Do not worry about the tires." Yeah. The only reason they wanted to pit was because they thought it might rain and be safety. But um, 
Fuck you. Got, I, I've got to give him credit. He won the world championship for yeah. the seventh time. And, um, Good on him. Fucking hell, he's probably going to beat Michael next year now. Do you think... Oh, I, have no, I have no doubt. Do you really honestly think he'll get to his eighth world title? Even though he's saying, oh, I don't know if we'll be Who's going to beat him next year? Who The cars are the same next yeah. year. So Toto said what before the race... Um, you know, why haven't you signed him yet? He said, uh, we just wanted to, he just wants to win the World Championship and then we'll talk about it. But clearly the the, the, the reason it hasn't happened is because they want to talk long-term, not one year. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think Lewis wants to talk one year. I, I get the feeling. And Toto wants to talk longer. Um, they want to lock that shit away. And um, I think now that the, the championship is in the bag, they'll they'll announce next year and, and something. But, like, who the fuck's going to beat him next year? I don't see. Valtteri's not. We Valtteri's started not the year with Racing Point being this huge, exciting threat because they had the identical car, and they've done okay, but they've, they haven't even challenged Red Bull. No. Um, obviously, they, they had points they, taken away, but I still don't think they would have challenged Red Bull on Max alone. And Remember, it's just yeah. one one driver, and it's, it's two drivers. And while I think the McLaren's going to be a little bit better with that Mercedes engine, mm. I don't think, you know, for Renault, the Renault engine is not the weak point for that car. No, that's so right. I don't see that them, you know, they might get a little bit close to Red Bull, but they're certainly not getting anywhere yeah. near Mercedes. Like so, it's and in you know Lewis's head and shoulders above Valtteri as well in terms of individual yeah. ability. Like, I, I cannot see, you know, barring him, I don't know, catching COVID and being bedridden for twelve races. Like I, oh, I um, I'm just going to put this out there. I think what Lewis is thinking is, I want eight, and that's it. Yeah, I don't see there's anything wrong with that. Because well, I think Lewis doesn't necessarily want to drive the new 2022 yeah, cars. That's, that's a risk to his legacy. Correct. It is In the same risk. way that, you know, uh, others went backwards Yeah. at that point. Look at, look at Red Bull. Look what happened to Red Bull at the new generation. They went backwards. Yeah. Exactly. Lewis doesn't want that. He doesn't want to ha- he doesn't want to end his career in third, let alone second I think or fifth. And I think he's trying to do the right thing by his own legacy to get that one-year deal Try and win that eighth world title, which, let's face it, there's every chance he's going to do it. Yep. And then walk away from the sport with his legacy intact. Yes, that's spot on. Like, you think about Nico Rosberg. On reflection, it seems smarter and smarter and smarter. Yeah. yeah. You know? Getting a world championship and going, you know what? I've done what I came to achieve. Like, you talk to these drivers and that's what they say. I'm here to win a world championship. So, Nico wins a world championship. <laughs> I'm done. Thank you. Bye. He doesn't need money. No. How many seasons did he end up doing? In, in total, like ten seasons or yeah. 10, 10, 11 seasons. Yeah, he started in two thousand six. Whereas Lewis's Lewis's legacy isn't the number, but the percentage. Like they talked oh, tonight yeah. about his, you know, he's had a win in every season. He's had uh, he 14, wins fourteen seasons in Formula One. So that's thirteen years, and he, in those fourteen seasons, he's done. He's won seven of them. Yeah, and and number of races, his percentage is like thirty percent wins or something. So there's some serious numbers behind. The, the, the titles uh, in, in addition to just the titles but what I think he wants is to be the top of the tree which you know he says it's not important numbers and things but he clearly is because you can see the way he values when it, breaking Senna's records and break, breaking um, Schumacher's records um, so yeah give him that eighth and um, and then thanks very much for your time uh, become an ambassador for the sports you know uh, a quality push uh, become someone who mentors drivers into the sport and you know hopefully he brings the next a driver of color into the sport yeah. as as a mentor manager and brings them to another world championship and that would that would actually be his real legacy in this sport would be to break all the records yeah. and mentor the next driver of color the next Lewis next Hamilton, Hamilton into the sport and to the the top of his game. That'd be amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. As well as just, you know, designing fashion, 
racing, what's that, X-Series, you know, having some fun with that stuff. And being just music, generally. Be, being a rap artist or whatever, so. Whatevs, yeah. Yeah. I, I and I, uh, you know, I think it's critical. I'm, I'm happy to be as critical of the bloke as anyone, and I am, but you can't knock his legacy at this point, let alone what he's potentially going to achieve in 2020. He's a phenomenal driver. Fantastic. And, you know, what he has done, he's brought a whole new legacy of fans into the sport by virtue of his success and his influence to the younger generation. Yeah. It's just incredible. And, yeah, long may it continue. You know, you've got the best memory for it. I, I, I don't have a great memory, but I do think that I'll, I'll remember this kind of, this yeah. era yeah. of Hamilton. I, I, I might not remember too. the stats, but I... I yeah. definitely remember the era, you know. And, and I think I will eventually remember him more fondly. Fondly, yes. Because right now we're just like, fuck, he's won again. Like, yeah. Yeah. But then in 10 years' time when you... But, we'll say, but, we'll say, but, but you and I, you know, in our younger years, we probably said the same about Michael Schumacher. We probably said the same oh, about um, I, th- I think Andrew that's Senna. true. I you think know? that's very true. That and I think people will say the same for the next person that becomes the most dominant in the sport because, you know, everyone will go, oh, fuck me, he's won again. But let's face it. You're creating a legacy yeah. out, out of your own success, and if you can, the, the, if, you, if you can make good of your legacy, then go for it. The most fascinating part for me is when you look at those those things that happen with Schumacher and Senna uh, and Hamilton. You know their attitude, their you know the way they kind of looked down upon by the way they are on track, sometimes let alone off track. Is apart from Max Verstappen, I don't think there's anyone else in the field mm. that has that personality trait. Yeah, which is essentially a champion's trait. When you think about it, that aggression on the track. Oh, Lance. Okay. Lance, maybe oh, Lance, Lance Stroll. Yeah, Do you think so? I think so. Lance is yeah. way really too much of a nice guy. Lance Stroll. Oh, he's got a bit of that. Sh- he is, but he's got well, a he'll bit be, of that. Do you know what? If Lance Stroll can pull off a championship or even championship level performance, he'll be the first that I can think of that has the championship aggression and the off-track personality. Maybe Damon Hill is. Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. He's the most boring person. Are you kidding? Un-person- Gosh, he's hilarious. No, he's not. He might be hilarious off the track. I know. I've, I know what you're talking about because he had that appearance on Top Gear some years ago. He's he had, so good. He's actually very. Can you watch his clips. Yeah, he's, he's really very funny. funny. Does a good Kimmy impersonation. Okay. Did you see there was this? I saw this clip the other day. It was great. It was him and um. It was Rosberg was at the podium and it was Vettel and Schumacher were playing a prank on him. Like, because he was, had the mic really close. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Schumacher's like, can we put it closer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that one. <laughs> he's, like, eating the that. mic. <laughs> but I tell you, another person that could potentially be a world champion, if he plays it right, is Lando Norris. Yeah. Uh, and he's twenty. He's only 21. Lando so Norris, got, George Russell, Max Verstappen, Charles gen- Leclerc. They're the four genuine championship contenders in the field today. That's your new Do generation of well, stars. Yeah, yeah, I know right we're biased, but you don't think Daniel's got a, got a slog... He's I, maybe 2023. I maybe. think the only chance Daniel has is that if the McLaren 2021 car is the Mercedes of the new era. Yeah. You mean 2022? 2022, yeah. 22, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, it has to be that contract. He does It, it has, has to come in this next two years. Yeah. Otherwise, um, we can, you know, he but can. Sorry, the championship doesn't have to come, but the performance yeah. has to be. We need to see a good leap in 2021, but that new 2022 car has to be uh, winning. Multiple races. It has to be like we need. We need twenty twenty two to be twenty ten all over again. Yeah, absolutely. You know, four was it four drivers four at the drivers. last race? Yep. Who was it? Alonso, Vettel, Weber, and Hamilton. Yes, that's right. Uh, no, yes, you might be right. Hamilton. Yes, that's you right. know, uh, I think it was definitely Alonso. Was he in the Renault? It was definitely Alonso. No, Ferrari. 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 Yep. Uh, Weber and and um, Vettel. and Vettel because they were you know uh, top of the pops. Let me have a look. But uh, that's what you want. You want twenty twenty two to be as championship exciting as twenty ten. 
That's um, the dream. Yeah, it was Lewis Hamilton. So, yeah, Vettel, Alonso, Weber, and uh, Hamilton in 2010. Just really glad that I remember that. Yeah. So it's, it's and then in the end, memory than looking at the points, Pumped. it was 16 points between the top four. So it was Vettel that won in 2010 with 256, Alonso 252, Weber 242, Lewis 240. I'm going to tell you, that's a race I'd like to watch again. That Albert final Dunn. race, just to remind myself... Mm. What happened? What what robbed Weber of the win? Because yeah. that was you know, that was a world championship title potentially. You know, there's a lot of yeah. So I wouldn't mind watching that again. Yeah, actually. I think we should. When you say we, <laughs> oh come on, we can talk about it as a podcast. Come on, just watch off season it. special. Let's, let's just get to the end of the fucking season. Yeah. Eh? Okay, okay. <laughs> we've got a, we've got a hectic. So uh, we're, what what have we got? Just remind me again. We got weeks off in, in the two off weeks week. off now. So now two weeks off. Two weeks off. No, we're kind of, We've got a week off next week. Then we're back in two weeks. Oh so right, shit! Yeah. Right, wow. God and then it's a back to back. Then they're back to backs, back one of which you miss. Yes. Are all three back to back? All three back to back. So right. back to back to back. Yep. Abu Dhabi's on my birthday. I oh, know oh, you're excited. That's good. <laughs> it won't be cake. Oh, oh what if three? I, I got you cake for your birthday before. Did you? Vodafone. Oh, that's right. Vodafone. That was my 40th. Yeah. That was, that was I, you know what? I'm just going to say that was one of my favorite days of, you know, the way you get treated. <laughs> it was yeah. nice. It was nice that's that good. someone, it wasn't about what you do, it wasn't about what I do, it was just about me. Was nice. <laughs> well, it's like people That's don't true. remember that shit. It's people true. don't really value that stuff. Like we do when Fennec and I have a like a you know big number like four hundred or something podcast. There's there's now like there's actually more listeners that will send stuff than tech companies. It's mm. like dudes, you're the fucking people that benefit from what yeah. we do. So it's it's, I, it's nice to be to have that stuff recognised. It's yeah egotistical, but whatever. That's I good. know it came out that way, but work as a team and do it my way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm 100% on that mantra. <laughs> right, look, it's a team and do it my way. Uh, all right, boys, uh, thanks for coming. Uh, it's it's about midnight, so Harry's about to turn into a pumpkin, and um, <laughs> we'll see you in a couple of weeks for Bahrain. Bahrain, yes. See you then, boys.